Welcome to God Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Adrian Fish. Adrian is a hilarious comic, and she's also really huge into spirituality. And uh, we have just a great conversation on spirituality, bringing it into art, and just uh, how both of our spirituality has transformed us both in the last decade or so. So I hope you guys enjoy. Check me out on Instagram at NoorKidY. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And we're part of the comedy here often podcast network on 604 Records. So check them out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Adrian Fish. All right. Welcome to another episode of God Yay or Nay. Today I'm here with Adrian Fish. Adrian, thanks for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, just to let my audience know, uh, you're uh, one of, like, honestly, one of the top comics in Toronto here, and I will see you around and, uh, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Um, like, I know you're not from Toronto originally, from Montreal, am I correct? No, I'm from Toronto. Oh, you are from Toronto originally? Okay, shit. Um, all right, well, why don't you give my audience just, like, a little bit of your background, <laughs> then? Maybe I probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> no, I'm born and raised in Toronto. Um, I Well, I mean, I grew up in, like, North York area, so, like, mm. when there were boroughs at that time, like, I was in the North York borough. Um, mm. Went to school in around that area, like, you know, like, Young and Shepherd kind of thing. And then I moved out east for university i went to dalhousie out, out east and on the coast in halifax okay. and then i moved back to toronto uh like six years later and then i've just i've been here since. and just like doing uh, comedy yeah yeah that's it that's the main squeeze yeah yeah no and it's awesome and you're kicking ass at it and like uh the one thing i like uh like we kind of started to kind of connect a little bit in the last year and um yeah, I started noticing that you were doing like a lot of spiritual comedy and like bringing a lot of like, uh, like just a lot of like very cool spiritual bits. Um, and like you were working them out on stage. And I love that. Like, when did you uh, kind of like shift into this whole idea of like, oh, let's bring these kind of ideas out on like in front of people? Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I, I th- this is fairly recent ish. Um, actually sort of kind of I don't know I, I I guess when I first got into comedy um yeah I think the goal was always just it, it was fun to like just talk about autobiographical stuff this is my family ha 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 but I knew that I wanted to make the art I knew that I wanted to use the art form in a way that was going to be I could use it as a as a bit of a platform to be talking about ideas that I had but mm-hmm. when I was younger 10 years ago I didn't have too many ideas <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like was, I knew that I wanted to talk about the world and the, the observational world and like you know I knew I wanted to get into that but at that point a I was not skilled enough yet and b mm. I didn't know enough I didn't know myself enough yet I didn't know I didn't have enough experience whereas like now I feel like I'm, I'm 37 and these past 10 years have been there's been a lot of things happening a lot of growth and um and now I guess I, I I have the I have 
things to say. And so um, things that I think are important messages that, and we have, a, you're, you know, we're comedians, we have a whole platform to just talk to people every night if we want to. And it's like, what are we saying? And sometimes, I, you know, dick jokes forevermore, you know, like I love <laughs> <my> dick jokes. <laughs> There'll always be there, but I also like to, I like, I like to sprinkle those in, but with maybe a spiritual comedy, I guess is, is a good way of putting it, like having a, um, maybe, I, I get self-conscious when I say a message, but like something like that, you know, just something a little bit more, something that you can like sink your teeth into a little more, something that you go home thinking about. Yeah. And I don't even, I wouldn't get self-conscious saying it's a message. I think it's like, because at the end of the day, it is like, uh, it's an exploration. Like you're, you're kind of exploring yourself when you're like saying this on stage too. So it's works both ways, right? Totally. Yeah. I feel like I am still working these ideas out. And so I'm just sharing where I'm at and with some of these ideas and seeing that. I mean, that's what stand up is really, or a part of what stand up is, is people just want to see another person. You know, yeah. what's your like? What are you doing? How do you interact with this world? And you can see that it's funny because there's so many similarities. Um, that's where some of the humor comes in, and it's also interesting mm -hmm. uh, because it's like, oh, that's your experience in this world. This is how you've interacted with the world. And so, I guess that's where some of my experiences that's how some of my stand up, I guess, is formed is like, this is how I'm experiencing the world. Hell yeah, and see if you resonate with it or not. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's hilarious. Like when like, uh, I started comedy with the same kind of minds that you did. Like when I came in, I like, I used to love guys like George Carlin or Chris Rock, like guys who have like a very social commentary thing. But like, I had no fucking skill to do that shit. You know, I was just like, I was like, all right, I'll go up there and talk about how I'm, uh, you know, talk about uh, my Muslim jokes and like simple yeah. shit like that. Like go and like, uh, go and learn the craft. But like after like learning the craft and, you know, you spend about a decade in it learning it. And then when you finally figure it out, you're just like, okay, now I can like dig in there a little deeper and get to like deeper places and you have that calmness on stage where you can work out an idea in front of people which like 10 years ago that shit terrified me absolutely not no way like I have my five minutes set and I was there and I knew every single word and it was like I would never go off book like that was I was like boom <laughs> it's a safety net right when you feel uncomfortable on stage your safety is your routine mm -hmm. um so you have to get to a point where you you, you feel safe no matter what's happening or not no matter what's happening but you there's a sense of being on stage is now your home and so yeah you you know you recognize bombs as being part of it <laughs> not something to necessarily fight and which gives you a little bit more freedom um when you're not so scared of a bomb um, to explore some ideas that just like you're saying and it is hard like i'm still i'm just transitioning into this kind of um style of mm. comedy and it's i'm just i'm figuring it out so like oftentimes it's not funny <laughs> hey like uh i like i know the process that i've seen like so many comics over the years when they make these little changes and like they pursue a different thing and you're right like uh, sometimes it's like turbulent at the beginning but like I, th I think you're doing it perfectly and like the times i've seen you it's i've seen you really connect with the audience so like i hope that continues um like because like the idea is like one of my favorite bits you kind of talk about is like you're kind of like 
sharing your experience of like presence almost uh with the audience and like you know it's like just kind of like learning to be present in the now and like how powerful that feeling is and like you're really trying to share that with the audience which i found like so fucking cool and as a guy who's like very spiritual i was just fucking like resonated with it so much um i'm just wondering now uh, doing this like around so many different audiences like how how do you feel the audiences are like connecting with that idea or that message yeah it's funny like i feel like people are, are ready for it people want to hear it people like and, and i'm trying to quell the uh self-conscious thought patterns that say like oh they want their they think this is uh stupid they don't want to hear a ted talk they want to hear a comedy like you know because i've got all that mm -hmm. uh busyness happening in my mind that needs to be like uh it's just in my head and maybe it's not in my head maybe people are thinking that but the point is like <laughs> it doesn't really matter like i i, I the people who want to who want I'm this is where my head's at now the people who want to who, who were the the people who I do connect with are my audience mm -hmm. and the people who I don't connect with aren't um so instead of like trying to force that everyone needs to be in on this message um and in on this and connecting and relating like I've I'm slowly learning to really let that go um and allow the people who do resonate with what I say to to, to connect with me and people who do like really do like you know as you know like anyone who's in that like realm or who's doing who's in the readings or who are who are practicing eastern philosophy meditation blah blah blah, blah or whatever the, 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 i feel the, those are the people that come up to me after the shows mm -hmm. and want to talk about it and want to ask me about meditation retreats and want to and and like those and the, and the conversations are so real and they're so beautiful and the things that people are sharing with me are, are um are my favorite that's my, that's the best. So, d d d you know, and then you get people coming to me like, ah, oh, the thing you said about dicks, that was great. And, <laughs> like, and, and, and it is, it is all great. It's all play. It's all fun. Right. And so. yeah. And like, yeah, that's a whole other thing about it. It's like never like, I would, I would never shit on like the simple jokes that we started with because like those are sometimes fun and like, the more I get into spirituality, life is play. Like you're supposed to fucking play, like have fun. Like uh, it, sometimes I want to explore deeper ideas because they're fucking, that's like what I'm really interested in. I love, but sometimes I just want to fucking say a dick joke or just say something silly and a fart joke. <laughs> you know, they're funny. Totally. And it's balance and it's figuring it out, figuring out that balance and what's going to work for you. But yeah, do I think that people are, I think a lot of audiences are, ready to hear um and, and wanting to talk about this stuff you know the pandemic did change a lot of people yeah. people did did go inward that's what you hear from a lot of people like they they had to look at some of their they had to step off the treadmill of life and that they were on just like wrote you know do things ain't going to work da, 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 and step off of it and look at life and i think that was wildly transformative and continues to be transformative for people some people not but yeah i think a lot of people did go inward um and so i think people are wanting to are, are open to talking about this stuff mm -hmm. at parties when i'm out when at, at, like these are the conversations that i'm having now with people is about presence is about um energy is about universal intelligence is about higher consciousness like th these are the conversations that that I think people, these are the things that people want to be talking about, ideas that they want to be exchanging.
Hell yeah. And like, I do agree with you, like with the pandemic, it's, uh, yeah, I think it did make people like really look at this part of their life. Um, for somebody who's been meditating before the pandemic, like, I guess I never really like thought about like some people who just never fucking did it. And then all of a sudden they have to kind of spend so much of their time alone, like how uh, transformative that would be for themselves. And like, yeah, I, I do hear a lot of people now trying meditation for the first time and then like kind of thinking of these spiritual insights a lot are just like, yeah, just kind of thinking of what they mean in their lives. And that's just, yeah, that's pretty deep stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it, like, I think I, I love the fact that like meditation, I love that there's meditation apps. Like, I think it's great. Yeah. I that's cool as hell. It's yeah, it's it's interesting. Like my dad, me and my dad went. Uh, we spent some time together biking, um, on a little bike tour together in Europe. And this is when I just came back from meditation retreat. And my dad had said, "Oh, you know, I downloaded this meditation app." And so in the mornings when we would get up, um, he he would do me and him would do like you know just like a five minute meditation. But it was so it was so meaningful to me and so beautiful and so and like it really meant a lot to my dad to like sit and he's 71 and he's starting to meditate and like, that's so amazing awesome. yeah, yeah. It's a little more mainstream and think of it how you want but like i think that's i think it's great i think it's mm -hmm. great uh you did say one thing uh earlier when you were talking about like bringing these ideas out on stage that i do want to highlight just for the people who listen to this show like and you're kind of saying like now that you're talking more authentically about stuff that you really care about how like yeah sometimes like there's just people who might just brush you off but then the people who will like it they fucking really like it and they really resonate and this is just like such a such a like really an idea that people in any field they're in need to understand like why authenticity authenticity is so like pure and so good for you is because like that you'll attract the people like that resonate with you like really strongly and that'll like help you create that community and like give you so much of the needs like i know when i started comedy i went and was fucking trying to be the guy who like made like pleased everybody for like years and it like you know it made me have like a set that uh, you could kind of send me out there and be like all right he's not gonna fail like and that it made me have one of those sets but i never really blew the roof off for anybody you know what i'm saying but when you mm -hmm. started becoming more authentic and like kind of exploring like who you are and like actually allowing that who you are to be just like be able to be seen by people that's where like people might give you a lot of shit for it because you might receive more hate, but you'll receive more love too. You'll receive oh, yeah. the yeah, you'll get that connection with people and it'll like really become stronger. Yeah, yeah. It's a risk, but you gotta you gotta risk it for the biscuit, right? Like risk it, it for is, the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> like you do, you, you you when you do shows, I know the 10 minutes that's gonna do well. I know the 20 minutes that's gonna do well, and I know the 20 minutes that might be a little it's a little more touch and go it's not <laughs> as poppy it's not as like pop that that joke to that joke but a lot of jokes dicks too like i know and 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 i love that set don't get me wrong but like and i know when i'm easing into stuff that um that's going to not divide an audience but some people will be interested and some people won't mm -hmm. and i just have to like I'm slowly developing the balls to keep going with that. But just like you're saying, you know, like it's not going to be, it's not going to be the, it's not going to hit. I did a set last night 
and just like <laughs> walk out of there being like, ooh, that was rough. it sucked um it sucked and i like got in my car and i was like oh man that's that suck and and there was a multiple reasons one of those i should have worked on a little more during the daytime but secondly it's okay like you were playing for i was literally playing for a room of um there was like 10 frat boys (laughs) they were really part of fraternity and i was like okay this i know what to say to get these guys quote unquote on my side yeah and i know what i came here to work on and so maybe i'll say this and maybe it might resonate in some capacity with these guys who knows you um, never know it wasn't a poppy set it wasn't like a seven minute slammer you know it was like a huge a couple jokes off the top and then we settled into some long silence <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Uh, all right. I want to like, um, kind of like un- understand like how you kind of like really got interested in this whole spirituality and everything. Like, cause I know when you talk on stage, uh, you tell some stories about, uh, kind of like coming out of high school and stuff. And it seemed like you were a little bit of like a rebel, like had that rebellious nature to yourself. Like, um, did you always have these spiritual ideas or longing in you, or did you find that gradually? Hmm, that's a really good question. I think I found it gradually. I think okay. I always like. I think um, you know, I, 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 I live. I lived a, a, a privileged life. Um, my I had great parents, um, and I had a dope childhood. Like I recognize also how rare that is too. Um, <laughs> But um, whether you have like a a struggle or whether you have it um, a little easier, um, I think there's always going to be that question of like, and what is this? what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. What is this thing that we are? Um, I wasn't I wasn't religious. My parents weren't religious either. Um, I was raised. I mean, I was born Jewish, and so we like did the holidays and stuff, but we weren't really my dad hates organized religion and so like we did the holidays more so for the family aspect of it um okay and then uh yeah i guess in i guess i did start i did have a rebellious phase i had a i think i started getting into drugs around uh 16 years old um i think i just started to like really you know you you question you question your boundaries you question life you question everything and now I was pretty sheltered as a kid. And so then all of a sudden I moved out to the East Coast and, or I had a girlfriend when I was 16 years old um, and she was quite a bit older than me. And she kind of lived a very different life than me. She grew up like in the projects. And so then I was like, you know, I was, um, I was in, in that world for a little bit, which was just exposed me to a whole new side of the world. Yeah, a whole no new kidding. side of life. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, that exposed me to obviously some drug drug use and then it was like okay this i was like okay here we go strap in fish like i'm in for a ride and i knew it i knew in my soul that i was like you're going you're going you're going in thick and i did Uh, (laughs) (laughs) at 18 i met i moved out east and then i met another girl and then we started to get heavy into cocaine um and it was kind of crazy for my family because i went from being this like pretty well-rounded kid who went to an art school to this like coked out like 
you know, I flew off the handle. Like I just completely spiraled. Um, I failed at a university. I was like, you know, so I look back on that time and, and I, I think I was just pushing my own boundaries. I was like, where, how, how far do you go with this? Like how, what are, what are the, you know, what are the walls of life? Like, where, or, you know, I don't know how to explain that, but, um, what are the limits? What are the limits? Like where, how far do you go fish? Like where, where are you going? <laughs> What's going on? I was just so, I was exploring myself, I guess. Um, and, uh, explored addiction substance abuse love um the you know the withholding of love where that why why i'm attracted to that like you know it's it started like gets the mind going thinking mm. these questions when you're when you're faced with them um yeah so i think coming out of and then i got out of that and i got rid of that from the for you know i had an, uh, again i had an, a loving family um that and a community surround that was surrounded by that pulled me out of that mm. um, along with my own will obviously uh and then um but i continued to explore drugs drugs have been something that have been in my life since then um i was like fascinated by them and their effects and and um i would say there's there was a there's been some substance abuse and um patterns and I, I guess it's a matter of like understanding what pushed me towards spirituality is like I did you know I was doing MDMA and MDMA was I was like holy shit like what the hell is this like this kind <laughs> of euphoria like what is this why do I feel so good on this what is this feeling what like how do I get to this on my own um and a buddy of mine passed me a book <laughs> uh, one day um osho osho is my first book. yeah yeah okay. yeah like osho is a book called uh, one of his books called happiness and that was the first like okay like these are the thoughts that i've been thinking and here is someone able to articulate them and um and then then began that journey so it was a combination of drugs and uh and self-exploration and and Osho was my my kickoff point. I was like, oh my God, what is this Eastern philosophy? This is like, <laughs> yes, happiness is not something I'm searching for. That was the first time like that it, my whole system like relaxed, like in I don't remember when it was that was like the initial shift where I was mm. like, whoa, happiness is not something outside of myself. And I didn't, and I still am grasping that from that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if I'm rambling here, but anyway. no, no, this is like great. Honestly, I, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, like that's a beautiful story. And like, I really appreciate you kind of like sharing that. Cause I, uh, that's like kind of the exact kind of like thing I like to talk about on this, uh, uh, podcast for the most part is like people's like journey through that, uh, whole, like kind of self-discovery phase of like, all right, this is, uh, this is where it kind of took, uh, took hold the spirituality especially like for me it was i don't know if you know heard of the celestine prophecy that was like my yeah. first yeah that was my first book when i was like 18 where i read that and i was like this is it this is fucking it <laughs> yeah well it's so crazy to me that these ideas aren't like you have to go searching for them you know and maybe they're now becoming a little bit more readily available but or, and maybe they were already i mean i just wasn't in that world or not exposed to that world for 
because my parents weren't or my community wasn't really like meditation and, and Eastern philosophy was so not something that I had been, I didn't even know about it. Mm. Like I didn't, I had no idea that these ideas were out there. Um, and, and, and I grew up as much as I, it was an amazing, I had very loving parents. You know, your parents are still a little fucked up, right? <laughs> they're yeah, still, of course, uh, of course. you know, there's lots of issues of control and, um, and consistently searching. Uh, my, my, my parents are both very successful. Um, but I think, you know, my mom's a, a very driven woman. Um, and with that comes a lot of control um, mm. and pressure and critique. And uh, she's consistently project, like she goes in, in, in forward. How are we going to get to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing? Like, because she's goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that inevitably ended up doing to me or how I re- responded to that was ha- some, always something in the future consistently like something in the future like you have to exist for living in the future um searching 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 this searching kind of energy uh and it leads to so much struggle and like un- unnecessary suffering um yeah but did, did you think that leads to more like an anxious feeling like anxiety or does it yeah yeah because I think I do the same where because anxiety has always been the thing I've had to like kind of work with and uh like when you kind of look at it uh like lately I've been kind of seeing it as more of a like a spiritual gift as like as like okay this is like to work on this has taught me so fucking much and it's like like also has helped me like help younger people out especially like younger comics and stuff like who deal with these same things and they're just like you know they're just too young and don't know any of these ideas to really help themselves so it's like I I, now I kind of see those things as kind of a gift but I know what you were saying that striving forward energy I think yeah I think I've kind of struggled with that too because it does give you that unnecessary suffering which is fucking like for me it was like formed in anxiety yeah oh yeah for sure there's an anxiety and I think this idea that like I didn't understand that I I didn't understand that I was not my thoughts so now you know we're talking about how this idea of like play and like life is play Mm. um I didn't I I, like it it didn't feel it didn't feel very (laughs) playish when what you strive for what you you know you're constantly striving 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 it doesn't feel like striving is great goal setting is amazing as long as it's under as long as you know that what you're doing is actually just like you're just playing like this is like remembering coming back to understanding that like this is literally Mm -hmm. whether you you know it's not actually doing anything (laughs) and not that it's not doing anything like but um yeah it's not uh like i i kind of kind of look always thought about it as like uh you know the whole like cliche saying of like you're on a journey and like learn to enjoy the journey kind of thing like mm-hmm. I, I really i really took me a long time to encapsulate that idea because like i would always have like I would have my goals and if my if I'm falling short of my goals it caused me a ton of anxiety and it caused me a ton of like uh like hurting my self-esteem hurting my uh 
And like a lot of this happened like deep in me where I wasn't even aware of it, but I kind of masked it with like drugs or alcohol or something myself. But like, yeah, one, like in the last like few months, especially, I've been really just comfortable of like, just being like, nah, I'm like, this is who I am. I'm a comedian who likes making funny stuff. I'm a, a podcast who likes doing this stuff. And like, all of the stuff that I want, all my goals, they will come to me. And I, I do have a direction that I'm pointing to. But like, the majority are like, the main thing I need to be is to be able to be here now and like, just enjoy the journey. And I like when I'm making like funny videos now, which have been like, really taken off and stuff like, I like I'm in that mindset now of just like, hey, just be here, enjoy it and just have fun. And it's really like, been able to like make my body relax when I'm making these like movies and like uh making like just even these podcasts just like you know be able to relax and be in the journey and be really like happy and like through that because like I always used to have one part of my mind thinking of like the future of like what I'm gonna get with this and like this mm. needs to this needs to perform this well or it's not gonna like you know like you just have like one part of your mind constantly in that part so you're never really relaxed and in the moment and then you don't get any enjoyment out of it or you don't get enough enjoyment out of it which is that that that's been like my kind of struggle with it which is fucking been years to like really learn to like learn to be learn that cliche of enjoy the journey totally yeah and it's something that i continue can you still hear me okay yeah yeah okay my, one of my earplugs just came out um or like this one's not working but anyways um yeah and continue to learn right like it's continuously like i'm like remind the same thing like from reminding myself when i can all of a sudden get too wrapped up in the like <gasps> in those thought patterns of like, okay, how is this, where are we going to, and what next? And like, you know, all those like um, anxious or controlling kind of mind is seeking to control its future outcome, which is, you know, like a wave controlling an ocean, right? Like you can't, you just gotta flow with it. Your mind is not in charge here. Your mind is the, the, uh, it's the what's that called when you're not the actress but you're the the under you're just one you're the supporting role yeah yeah the learning to take to understand the mind is the supporting role to life and not life itself (laughs) i I think i had misidentified the mind um or i had like taken the mind's thoughts as to as to be as to who i was my being and that's when all those anxious thoughts of like getting wrapped up in those thoughts became very real whereas learning to I don't want to say disassociate from them but like learning to observe them and be aware of them and recognize that you're just like you're just making up this story in your mind like how yeah. fun is that like, <laughs> like coming back to the heartbeat and being like okay that's what's real okay. that's yeah that, and the mind is supposed to just be here to enjoy this and be here to like sure you can live in critique if you want to (laughs) (laughs) recognizing that my what I I was choosing my thoughts was was wildly helpful in overcoming um anxiety and uh and control Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) when you learn that your mind's a fucking drama queen like that's when you can like (laughs) yeah you're 
Yeah, you're like, oh, my mind just fucking cat- cat- cast- catastrophized fucking everything. <laughs> so you're like, when you got to learn like, oh, and my mind makes a bigger deal out of all of this shit. And when it's not that big of a deal, you can really like, and like you said, that's good not to dissociate because dissociation is the not good at all. But like to separate, disidentify with and like understand there's a separation between you and your thoughts. That's like where like, like honestly some true like presence true happiness true fulfillment those that's where those things start to creep into your life and like yeah yeah, it's fucking awesome yeah it feels good it feels really good I can feel when I'm not um connected now and I can connect and grounded and I can feel I can catch myself more um Mm. in some of those thought patterns that are just like literally not useful (laughs) (laughs) the mind is a useful tool like the mind is a beautiful useful tool a hundred percent when it's used as a tool and not when it's used as uh as as the as the driving force of recognize misrecognized as this driving force of this is life your mind is creating life not your mind is supporting Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's a beautiful tool it's like yeah it's the most powerful tool that's like uh yeah, yeah, when you yeah, like you said, yeah, when you use it properly, it's the like best thing for you. You can create some of the most amazing things. So like that's why it, it is beautiful. Um, all right, like I want to talk a little bit about some of these meditation retreats because I like uh, I've never been on one. Uh, is this like have you done multiple ones? No, I just did this one. Uh, t- I did the ten day. Uh, ten days, holy 10 days. shit! You uh, you dig it? You'd be fine with it? Yeah. yeah everyone would be fine with it like i i think that i i would love for everyone to be able to do a 10-day silent meditation retreat once a year or like once every two years i think it's like it's the factory reset you know okay it's, uh, it's the best way to describe it like you're like oh what have i, I yeah what have i what am i doing what it's a factory reset you would dig it you'd really like it where 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 did you go um i went to um a place in france um wow which was uh just so happened i had a ticket that i fucked up and to 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 go to spain uh in the summertime last time year and uh some life situations happened and then i wasn't going to go but then i still had this ticket um and i thought okay i've been wanting to do a meditation retreat for a long time and I hadn't done it and so I was like okay and there were some things happening in my life at the time where I think it was perfect timing for me to kind of step away from life in Toronto and go um, elsewhere and connect reconnect with myself do some healing it was perfect timing so I found this place in France um, that a friend recommended uh, and it was yeah it was 10 days of silence um, but like it, it the silence part let me just take this on stage like the silent part wasn't hard like that part truly wasn't hard it's so nice to be silent um and everything is silent like people are walking around and it's like silent and people, you're supposed to like you know people open doors and they like close doors really quietly like everything is quiet mm. like when's the last time in your life things were quiet yeah for multiple days in a row like Oof, like your being your soul like wants it 
yeah, as yeah. Soon as it's there you're not like this is hard you're like oh, okay maybe initially the first couple of days because your mind is still quite active and you're still used to having input of stimulation your phone your computer your tv whatever the city living wherever you are um, your goals your things your life um and so to like shift from and i say it's on set from human doing as a human being it can be aggravating there's like you uh it's shifting it's down gearing <laughs> yeah, yeah and that can be and you can't make yourself do it like right you can't you can't forcing what is like forcing your mind is like biting your teeth you're writing your own teeth you know like the thing that's forcing your mind to quiet down is the same thing that needs to quiet down so, yeah yeah you know, so you can't make yourself down here you have to like the thing that needs to down gear is the thing itself so like you if that needs to like real like release surrender um yeah and that can take some you can struggle against that um and you can and then once you actually do it it's kind of like you're standing on the edge of a cliff feeling mm -hmm. where you were like it's for some reason the let go is for me at least it was it was like losing control like what if i let go and then well what, 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 what happens when i let go what happens if i stop like you know there's yeah. like it's, it's a panic it's a, almost just like the closer you get to it the more you panic yeah it's like you're looking over there like oh god no but yeah. then as soon as you just jump <laughs> release any notion of what comes next um you jump you're, it's not scary anymore you know mm -hmm. um and that was that silence, that connection, that realization of that connection to source. It was like, it was so eerily familiar. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like a, like a oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it took, I felt like it, it, it feels childlike. Mm. Um, yeah that's the like it feels like i'd experienced that before but it had been so long mm. um, and it was moving and powerful and yeah and you have you have 10 days to really every single day i woke up like loving in love with life <laughs> and i hadn't felt that in a long not that i hadn't been miserable but like i don't know when you're when you when you when you and i, I don't know it, it was like a drug that was like oh okay this is the mdma this is yeah. life is that yeah, yeah, yeah. quote unquote searching for and it's through the release of searching that you found it the release of control that you gain control so that you know you're all the all those like all those thought all those things that we read all those messages they're they're they, real <laughs> yeah that's uh man you described that beautifully um like i know what you were saying like when you get to that point of releasing control i remember a few years back when i was um doing like crazy amounts of meditation like i just i, I always go through ebbs and flows with my meditation where sometimes i get so deep in it where i'm like trying to do like an hour and a half every day kind of thing like get really deep into it and like I always reached that point, like you were saying, where control was about to be vanquished, but like, 
you get to that point and then all of a sudden there's this panic that arises and like that panic sometimes gets so intense where you're just like your mind is like no fucking way like you're not like this is like yeah well, yeah it's your mind right it's your it's like your the, the ego dies when you release um so you like it's like you have to convince yourself to die convince yourself and i put that in quote because it's not who you are convince the ego to the thing that's convincing the ego is the thing that actually also is the thing that needs it's like it's it's tough and like i'm not gonna lie like uh the first time for me to be able to release was like when i did ayahuasca and like uh and ayahuasca like i was doing this these meditations before my retreat where i did it like an ayahuasca retreat and i kept getting to that point of releasing um releasing control but i always hit that panic and it was always like that panic was always so intense it like kind of like got me out of my meditation and i had to like kind of like calm myself down afterwards and like it was just you could really feel like the fear like response in my body getting like uh, like shooting off but ayahuasca was like it like allowed me to just relax into it and it just shot me through and then ever since then i was able to kind of like enter in that place like not all the time every time i meditate but like a lot of times when i do get to that spot i can now relax and release control and yeah that's like i think for everybody like that's something they should definitely try and whether it's like what you're saying just like a meditation retreat with no drugs which is like probably the best way to do it and like for me like ayahuasca definitely was like a helpful thing for me too just to like uh yeah kind of like helped me punch through that feeling and um yeah it, it's a very changing feeling and i love how you said human doing to human being because like fuck yeah that's like exactly it just uh those that's a perfect way to describe it because being and doing are two different things and like when you can wrap your head around that idea like people might think like because we live in such a capitalistic uh, market oriented world like people think being is like a laziness or like uh nothing will get done when it's no you can do so much in the just in that being mindset and nothing needs to be done mm. that was like one of the comical things i remember realizing it's like whoa <laughs> you don't you don't need to be doing we place so much importance on the doing like yeah we don't literally if you stop doing any like life it's like it opens up I mean, we don't need to make life happen you just and live you I don't know it's, that's one of those the things that I like I think about is like imagine if everyone just like stopped doing doing or, or or maybe it's just like the emphasis on doing placing the importance on doing versus placing the importance on being mm. um, I think that's where we the shift needs to I think a shift in humanity a shift in consciousness a shift to that 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 thing that Everyone kind of <laughs> feel like we need to evolve as a species to survive as a species. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is that shift into, or at least put it in balance. Goddamn, we are out of balance with the doing and the being. Like so much is on doing, doing, doing. 
and doing is great. Like, yeah, sure. There's the industrial revolution. Like, you know, we've got things. Um, so it's not just a matter of like going sitting in a corner and just like doing nothing, but the level of importance or, or recognizing it, just like you're saying at the, at the top, like, as play, like this is play. Remember that this is play and we forget. Mm-hmm. And I forget time. Um, but definitely the retreat certainly implanted some some seeds of um, these new ideas and new concepts and they are concepts so like I'm careful to also not attach myself to like the concept so much as like that feeling um but it certainly helps implant it just like you're saying the ayahuasca uh retreat did for you like some of those ideas that are some of those experiences that you had they're in you now and you can kind of connect with them more readily more easily Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you kind of just sometimes need like a an experience just to punch through that wall mm-hmm. and like get into that feeling of being just to kind of understand it sometimes. Like, yeah, yeah. Some some people and myself included, like, you know, some it's just like so many people like where lives are so loud. It's just like we just never had that experience so even like all these like quotes and stuff that we love listening to like you know like they resonate because it's deeply in us but you sometimes need that extra little push which like a meditation retreat psychedelic whatever it is can help with and yeah and like the one thing you said which I loved uh when you said like it felt like you were here before like I love that like when you get into like some of these like really deeply present realms like you just the amount of familiarity there it's fucking like it's crazy you're just like holy shit like this is yeah like I've been here like I know this area I know this I know this this I this is how I felt I think when I was a kid it's this like it's this being it's this presence that we that we do lose along the way or that we get clouded along the way um and that I like I remember coming out of a meditation and being like holy shit and like here I am in love with life again and it was like all these extra layers of bullshit that were on top of me were just gone mm. and that has been profoundly impactful That's and, awesome. and for sure I mean I've come back to Toronto and I'm living my life and the layers of bullshit get layered on again but I know that layer and I can more just like you're saying more easily come back to it now that i know it oh that's amazing all right adrian this was amazing thank you so much for this i got one more question it's the name of the podcast so answer any way you want but adrian god yay or nay (laughs) god yay or god nay (laughs) um i like how you're looking up right now you're like (laughs) (laughs) i think there's so many negative associations attached to the word god so i'm very careful to not want to use that word Mm -hmm. um which is why maybe a a different type of word but it all it you know universal intelligence universal energy universal whatever like yay God, yeah, I feel like people don't like that word God. And so until we learn to like disassociate that from Christianity, religion, organized religion, um, then it's a God, then it's a God nay. But once we, I think, come back to the idea that like uh, God is in this 
what we are too. We are these divine godlike species. Then uh can you hear me? Yep, yep. Oh wow, our speakers isn't working. Um then then God yay. <laughs> all right that's amazing <laughs> uh, i love that um all right uh adrian let my audience know like where they can get a hold of you and like anything you want to promote uh yeah feel free to do it sure um yeah i mean come see me come come hang out with me when i do my stand-up um which is uh the shows are all on my site adrianfish.com um and uh with all the ticket link info stuff like that and also uh, i mean if you follow me on instagram i'm also always posting um shows that i have and fun stories and fun videos and stuff so um and that is also my instagram handle is at adrian fishy fish fish (laughs) adrian is spelled a-d-r-i-e-n-n-e and fish is just fish f-i-s-h awesome and i'll put your uh, website and the in the podcast description for everybody but uh, this was amazing adrian thank you so much yeah this is so sweet thanks for having me pal All right, that was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NewerKidY on Instagram or check out my website, NewerKidY.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up and all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.